0: Five Movies. Uh, this is one of your co-hosts, Chris. This is Frank. Um, and uh, we're
1: going to do a retrospective on a number of people that have passed away in the past week. Um, with us tonight, we have uh, one of our friends, Jason Heaster, uh, who's going to be doing a Wes Anderson podcast with us directly after this, but we wanted to go ahead and talk about and acknowledge um, some of the uh, the greats that have passed away um, in the past week since we've had so many. Um, first, uh, we have uh, Nicholas Rogue um, director
0: who, Frank, do you want to go ahead and talk about him a little bit? Yeah. So Rogue is, um, easily one of my favorite directors of the seventies and probably like B tier favorite director of all time. Um, one of the best directors, I think at capturing like the human element in performances from the actors that he directs. Um, a lot of like dreamlike qualities to his movies. There's a lot of, uh, I don't know, like weird, like pseudo-superstitious, like supernatural stuff, but a lot of like really strong, I don't know, like realistic performances. Um, Some great films like Performance, uh, Walkabout, Don't Look Now, Man Who Fell to Earth, Bad Timing, Um, one of the best children's movies like the 90s and the Witches, Mm -hmm. which is like a weird departure from his... Like, typical like overtly sexual like strongly adult films um but just like an amazing director a really great eye for like framing and um maybe not for everybody like i know that there's some some of his movies can be difficult to watch um don't look now like typically ends up on lists of like horror movies you've never seen but i don't even know if i'd call it a horror movie like it's just a Sexual family drama with, like, some weird, like, supernatural elements to it. And a murderous, like, dwarf.
1: Is that your favorite out of this?
0: Um. Nah, Walkabout's probably my favorite rogue movie. Um. I mean, I really like... All all of his movies from the 70s. Um, and up until... I think bad timing is maybe 81. So, like, everything that he did during that run is, is really strong. Um. But what Walkabout, just for its, like, I don't know, like the whole man versus nature element of it and coming of age, I don't know. It's just a really great movie. I also love, like, stuff in deserts and, like, the outback, and it's it's beautifully filmed. There's some really great, great scenes in that movie. Um, And really, the guy hasn't done, like, a huge amount that I've seen since The Witches. Um, But, like, that run of movies, like, is, is pretty phenomenal.
1: Yeah, looking at his filmography, he didn't have a lot of success, it seemed, at all, like, later in his career, much after The Witches, it seemed.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen anything. Like, maybe Puffball, I guess. But I don't know if I even finished it. Um,
1: Where do you be, think he, like what do you think his legacy is like from a director's standpoint?
0: I don't know. I mean, he's I wouldn't call him like an iconic director of the modern era. Um and mostly like I think by his own like I don't know why he didn't make many movies after that run. I mean, it's like six fantastic movies in a row and then kind of just nothing. Um, so again, like from a personal standpoint, you know, I like hold him in high esteem, but like, can you put him up next to like one of the guys, you know, like Bertolucci who we're going to talk about, or I don't even like Scorsese or any of the other like modern great directors. I don't know if he necessarily stands up to that, but like those movies are fantastic. So he's one of, one of Criterion's like favorite directors.
1: Well, since you went ahead and brought up Bertolucci, um, I mean, my exposure to Burger is really just two movies when it comes down to it overall, I think. Um, so The Last Emperor and Last what's the Emperor other one? Last Emperor and Last Tango in Paris. Oh, yeah, okay. of course. So, um, although I know I really, like, even as a child, like, I really loved The Last Emperor. Like, um, that was one of, oddly, that was one of Larry Gasparri's movies um, that he watched, like,
0: a good deal of. That you actually enjoyed? Yeah. So, um. You that's know, my that's my movie. first exposure to Bertolucci was Last Emperor when I was, like, maybe 14, 13 mm-hmm. or 14. Um, that that movie is amazing and just beautifully filmed. Um, really great juxtapositions of, like, the lush opulence of, you know, like, the Chinese, like, royal court to, like, the, the fall of the empire to communism and the way that he, like... Like, the, the deep, like, warm hues of, like, you know, like, the regal scenes where it's, like, golds and reds and, like, warm colors to the, like, grays and blues and browns of, like, the camps and stuff. Um, and the modern, like, Chinese world when they're basically, like, I don't know. Like, they've been, he's, I, 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 excommunicated is not the right word, but, like, basically, like, removed from power. Um... I mean, he's done. He has some other like really fantastic movies, like uh, The Conformist is an amazing movie. Spider Stratagem is really good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Last Tango. Like it's okay, but I think that maybe Last Tango was too too overhyped to me before I saw it, where like I just had way too high of expectations. Um, after Last Emperor, like I like Sheltering Sky, and I thought The Dreamers was decent. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of, like, Little, but- Little Buddha or Stealing Beauty.
1: I, for- I forgot that he did The Dreamers. I-, I don't like that movie at
0: all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uncomfortable for me to watch, but it's, like, pretty, I think. But, like, not, like, the greatest movie. I mean, really, Last Emperor, in my opinion, is the last great movie of his career. And maybe, I don't know, like, his masterpiece. Um, But again, like... Content or um, Conformist and Spider strategy are also like really fantastic films. I like those movies a lot.
1: Yeah, have you I don't know if you've read any um, obituaries or anything or like seen any discussion of Bertolucci. Have you seen much come up about um, him in reference to Me Too at all? Like with um Last Tango in Paris no. and the controversy over that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Do you know about the controversy about that? I don't. Oh. Um <clears throat> Yeah, like, he apparently, the main actress, what's her name, Schneider, I think, in that movie, um, there's a, there's a rape scene, I don't know if you remember that, like, uh, like an anal rape scene Mm -hmm. in that, and um, apparently, like, she was aware of the violence, but there's butter used in the scene, you remember, and apparently she was not made aware, like, of that whatsoever, and she ended up. After that movie came out, like, um, spiraling out of control and becoming a drug addict and all these other things. And mm. then became a woman's rights activist and, um, like, cleaned her life up. But, like, ever since, like, he was, like, censured or something, like. Really? Over there? Yeah. And, like, the film was, like, you know, wasn't released and all that kind of stuff. So there's, like, a lot of controversy. And I I saw, like, one obituary that made reference to that. But I thought that there would be more um, of that considering um some of his content you know and stuff like that in some of his movies um that would be made of it
0: yeah i mean i know there's a lot of like unconventional and uncomfortable techniques used by directors for like a long time mm-hmm. in order to try and like force performances out of their actors That would obviously not be acceptable today that just like during that time i guess people just kind of allowed but that's that, that that's pretty extreme yeah um
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, like Kubrick, obviously, with, you know, things like The Shining and stuff like that have always...
0: Right, basically breaking Ryan O'Neal for Barry Lyndon. Right, right, yeah. Um, Not that that's as terrible as, like, you know, butter and anal rape, but... (laughs) Right.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think butter and anal rape probably wins. Uh Yeah. 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 Um, We also had uh, Ricky Jay uh, pass away. Um, stage magician and, um, known for David Mamet movies, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movies that, um, he starred in a lot. Um, I, um, he's probably the person I just know the most because he's an actor like, you know, that I'm most familiar with, you know, in terms of seeing interviews with him and stuff like that. And, um, I always thought that like, you know, he's really talented for the roles that he took. You know, it was, like, it was very specific casting.
0: He, he sort of, yeah, sort of plays the same role in every movie that he's in. He kind of just is, like, Ricky Jay. Yeah. But um, one of my favorite parts of Boogie Nights is his, like, fastidious director, like, to the, um, uh, what is his name? What's Jack? Jack Horner movies? Mm-hmm. Like, the guy that's, like, we're making a real film here, Jack. Like, right. you know, and it's just yeah. that, that deadpan, like, almost, like, sardonic. Um, one of my favorite... Like, I I, I like him a lot in the Mammoth stuff. Um, We were just talking earlier tonight um, about the Homicide movie Mm -hmm. by Mammoth, um, where he plays, like, a really good role. um, Plays off of Joe Mantegna really well. Right. Um,
1: I'll be honest
0: with you. Like, I've seen some of his magic specials, and Mm -hmm. I actually prefer him. Like, he is an amazing entertainer as, Mm -hmm. like, a close-up magician. And the way that he, like... I can't remember what it was called. There's like a series where he like shows like magic tricks and shows like card tricks. And, um, one of those things where it's like an intimate setting and he's like brings people out of the audience, but just like ridiculously talented at like close up magic, which is always something that I enjoy like watching people do because I have no talent for it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, great mm-hmm. personality though. Really like always memorable in your, the roles that you see him in, even though like, I don't know if he's somebody you necessarily think of immediately when you think of character actors, but like whenever you see him i think you remember him
1: yeah and i mean he does um i mean he has a role in magnolia but he does the narration of magnolia which is like so well done like you know um like uh, the beginning and end of that movie and um uh i know i've read an interview where like that's like one of the things he was most proud of was that narration more than anything which yeah. seems like an odd choice but like um i, I, I get it um, and then I always think of him too is um, Eddie Sawyer in Deadwood. And, yeah, even though he's not in it for that long, like um, that's a good role. Yeah, like where he's just like kind of like the thoughtful, like you know, um, you know, card right shark. Hand, card shark, right hand, you know, that uh, has a heart, you know, and you know, works with the guy just because, you know, that's um, that's
0: season two, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Season season one, season two. With I think he's in, and then he leaves the show, but.
0: Because he comes with with power, the powers Booth character. Yes, yeah, right? yeah. Like with the brothel, mm-hmm. yeah. and then
1: yeah, and then like he realizes that like how Joni's mistreated and ends up um like stealing money from Sai like right. to like help fund like her whorehouse or whatever. Like it's 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 a good role for him. Like yeah, but it's again it's that like dry like kind of sardonic delivery of things, um, much like you were talking about um, in that role too. So yeah, he was you know. Um, not a lot of range, but like a really strong character actor. Yep. I thought, like you know, for that specific role. And then the last person we had this week, which I have uh, very little um, to say about, just because it's uh, outside my time period. But I'm assuming you've watched a lot of SpongeBob because Brady, of um, my son. Um, your, yeah, because of Frankie. But it's like you know um, Stephen Hillen,
0: Hillen Hillenburg,
1: Hillenburg, um, um passed away. So do you want to go ahead and talk about him a little bit?
0: Yeah. So I mean. Frankie, like, grew up during the era of Spongebob. um, And especially when he was young, like, five, six years old, you couldn't turn on Nickelodeon or Nick 2 and, like, wait more than a half hour without a Spongebob episode coming on. Um, A lot of people talk... When they talk about, like, cartoons or things that are made for children about, like, broad appeal where, like, an adult can appreciate it, too. But to me, that always, like, boils down to, like, fart jokes and veiled, like, dick references. Mm -hmm. But, like, Spongebob... Spongebob appeals to adults because it's about, like, more universal themes. Like, it's about capitalism and friendship and betrayal and, you know, it's just a genuinely, like, endearing show that has a lot of really, really funny episodes. Um, Kind of uneven. And I think that he's sort of, like, lost, like, direct oversight on the show after a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like... He was a marine biologist and created the characters as a way to, like, educate kids about, you know, like, marine life. And it just kind of, like, evolved into the show. Um, But really, really funny. Uh, The first SpongeBob movie is honestly one of my favorite animated movies of the past, like, 20 years. Like, it's a really well-done animated film. Um, Good with... it's, It's referential without being, like, super specifically, like, pop referential. So... It has, like, a timeless quality to it. And, again, like, just some really wholesome and entertaining, you know, comedy um, in animated form. Like, I would put it up with the stuff that has been more popular in recent years. Like, I don't know, like Adventure Time. And, like, I don't really watch much Rick and Morty. And that, that, I think that's a little, like, a lot more adult. But the stuff that's, like, more appealing to, like, teens or pre-teens, like, you know, Steven Universe and Adventure Time and Regular Show and whatnot. But Spongebob's job pretty fantastic. Yeah. Honestly, out of all four of those deaths, that's probably the one that makes me the saddest is, mm. is him passing away. But just because like the nostalgic aspect of like relating it to my to my child. So, mm. but a pretty 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 brutal couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, with yeah, um,
1: yeah.
0: Goldman and uh, yeah, Stanley the week before, sure. and then these yeah. four. Like it's um, yeah.
1: No, I mean we went for a while without. Really, any deaths like like major like Hollywood deaths? Right. Well, movies. by the rule of threes, we've already gone twice over now. Right. So yeah. Going yeah, yeah. because right. it was like Burt Reynolds, and then it's like nothing for a while, and then suddenly we have yeah. And it record.
0: felt like this happened around the same time last year or the year before, maybe where there was like 2016, a worse, like yeah. that
1: year that of the meme, like where like we have to get out of the year 2016 because all the worst things are happening. Yeah, that was the year. Right, that and then it never was, gets better. It just like no, stays it awful. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, we're getting to an age now where um,
0: we're all just going to die. It's right.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's like and we're all these people that we've gr- grown up with are just going to start dying, yeah. um, you know, for the rest of our lives. And
0: I mean, the good thing is we'll just be following them through like some yeah. kind of worldwide apocalypse. So <laughs> right. it's cool. Yeah. I mean, as long as like the Internet still functions.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> sure. You can play video games and watch Netflix until the day I die. <laughs> Soiling myself and poisoned by radiation from Russian bombs.
1: (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So, um, yeah, just wanted to, like, talk about some of those people that have passed away this week. Um, We'll be um, uh, starting uh, the Best of West Anderson podcast here uh, directly.